good morning and welcome. It's that time once again. Everybody on your feet. It's the Patriot Radio News Hour. I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group. Happy Tuesday to all of you. Our toll-free number, 800-951-0592. The website, at allamericangold.com. Uh, you can, there's just so much to do out there. There's so many activities you can do just on our website. You can order online. You never have to speak to a human being again. I mean, think about that. We don't like it. I, I just, it's fine. But we also like it the old-fashioned way. We love it when you guys call us and, and let us know what's going on. Uh, that's what the 800 number is. You know, we do it the old-fashioned way. We do it the new way. We've got Facebook, we've got Twitter, we've got YouTube, we've got podcasts, we've got videos, we've got articles. Listen, it's all to try to educate. That's what separates us really from everybody else. Not only do you get you get great customer service, you always get your product, you know, those things are kind of important. And then the the information. Knowledge is power. And Today is one of those. Another, we got a great show lined up for you. I'm so excited. Uh, gold's up again today as the dollar rally appears to be fading. Uh, gold's up another ten. Silver back above seventeen. Matter of fact, seventeen and a quarter. Uh, as everybody's getting ready for the earnings season, and I'll just remind you because I know they they don't like to do that. Remember last earning season, and they're like. We've got double-digit growth. And, of course, I said, well, yeah, that's all because of the oil thing. And now the growth estimates for this quarter, earnings growth anyway, 4%. But it's how they get there, right? It would be great if it was a true 4%. We, we're going to have a clip today uh, from Dick Beauvais. And Dick Beauvais, is, he is one of those uh, idiot box miracle guys. And he is the, the go-to guy when it comes to banks. And he was on CNBC this morning, and and I don't without giving uh, too much away. The I want you to just be prepared for what he has to say because it's what I've been saying all along. And and without the banks growing and all of these things, uh, it's really hard to understand why it is and what the markets are doing and not doing. Uh, we have an update. Remember last month. The, the cat got out of the bag about what New York and, of course, what they were doing with foreclosures. Uh, we've got an update on that, so so stay tuned for that. Uh, just a, I guess, a little teaser. Foreclosures in the state of New York, they were up a little bit. I'm not going to give you the number, but it was a little bit. Maybe it was a little more than a little bit. Uh, the If you go out to All-American Gold... Today, uh, we've got another uh, article from uh, Lombardi, who does the silver guy. He's the He is probably the main silver guy out there uh, talking about supply, demand, and pricing. So if you're a silver guy, um, you want to go out and look into that. We have an update from the state of Illinois. And just how much trouble are we really in? And think about... All of the things that are going on in the world today, uh, the fires in California. So uh, one of my best friends in the world lives, he doesn't live in Napa, but, but near Napa, very close to it. And he says they can see the flames.
games from from their house. That's how close they are. I mean, it's like Armageddon out there. The, the, there's the one in Napa. There's another one in Anaheim. Uh, just burning, burning down complete subdivisions. There was an earthquake in San Jose. I mean, you just, I mean, you, you start thinking about some of the Puerto Rico is gone, right? They they still don't have power in Puerto Rico. I forget it was a Barbado or whatever. Our, our, one of those islands became uninhabitable uh, with these hurricanes, and it's just starting to get creepy, you know. And then of course, yeah, <laughs> I don't know if you saw. You know, the Secretary of State apparently referred to the president as a moron. Uh, And let's face it, you know, he's done some things that could be classified in that category, but the president fired off today, and I just, I will say this, you got to love it. You got to be, Donald Trump's Twitter is like must-see Twitty, right? You just got to see it. Right, you're one of the. It's it's like uh, like I always say to my friends. I don't like being in trouble, but I like being near it, right? Because I like to watch. It's like why do you watch NASCAR, right? You watch it for the crashes, right? Same thing here. Uh, said that he he challenged the Secretary of State today to an IQ test. I, I'd love to see it. Right. Have you ever taken one of those? By the way, I mean you can do them online. They're they're pretty. They're there's a bunch of them that are free and uh, pretty interesting. Pretty interesting. I've taken them. Uh, I can confirm that I am not a moron, uh, but I'm also no genius. So there you go. I'm pretty. Well, when you get right down to it, I'm pretty average. Just ask my wife. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. That is. Uh, the toll-free number, uh, the the Dow is up today. Not a lot, but it is up. I, I wanted to let you know it's Walmart-driven. The big news, $20 billion in stock buybacks. And I, and I just point that out because as we're getting ready to give all these corporations big tax cuts, I can guarantee you what it is they're going to do with it. Today, Walmart, they didn't pay their employees more. They didn't pony up for their hourly work. They, they, they are going to, you know, let's give Walmart credit. Out of the kindness of their heart, they're going to let their part-time employees work more hours over the holiday. Just announced they're going to buy $20 billion more in their stock. I'll tell you what they're not doing when we return. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. How you doing? Patriot Radio News Hour. If you're looking for those pictures from the Freedom Summit, uh, right out on our website. Uh, just go out to allamericangold.com. Uh, the very first thing you see the big poster there of the Freedom Summit, and just click on that. It'll take you to our Facebook page uh, where you can find the pictures that uh, you were in and print them out or save them or whatever it is. I'm not really sure. I'm not that technical, but they're there. Uh, Thank you very much uh, for all of you that came out. Uh, As a matter of fact, uh, today we're going to pull the winner. There was a a big poster uh, that they were giving away at the Freedom Summit, so somebody's going to be getting a call today. uh, And congratulations. I don't know who it is yet, but uh, 
anyway, just wanted to throw that out there. Metals plan. Wendy's almost done. Uh, we have, were, were actually a little ahead of schedule, so uh, we should be definitely by the week, by, before Friday, we'll pretty much be done. There may be a few stragglers that go into next week, but uh, we're, we're uh, making good progress on that, which means all of you else that have been waiting for orders, uh, we should be able to catch up on that too. So I would say by Monday or Tuesday of next week, everybody that's waiting for product, uh, it will be there. Uh, and again, thank you so much. If you don't know what I'm talking about in the metals program, man, get on it. What a program it is, especially if, you know, we talk about gold. and You know, right now gold's, you know, it's $1,290, $1,291. That's a lot of money. You talk about a, a $20 Liberty or St. Gaudens at thirteen twenty-five, And let me tell you, that is a fantastic price. You know, you think about already gold jumped over 1300 I know it came down, right? And they, listen, that was all made for TV. We understand it. We don't like it, right? But the Fed was doing the whole little balance sheet thing, and they had to make it look like a big deal, right? Oh, yeah, this is good. See, we're making progress. And they got to put their little spin on it, and they sell gold, and, and, and then they, you know, all these guys, oh, yeah, see, gold, it's not what it is, and, you know, the paper guys. But then once you get through that and you go back to reality again, you know, and reality slaps them all in the face, uh, you know, gold's not going anywhere. And you think about this year especially, you know, and and, I spent a lot of time talking to Eric because I I didn't work here in 01. And, you know, after Y2K and then 2001, it was kind of the, and Eric will say this was, it was the worst year he ever had, right? And I think he's told that story. Hey, when nine eleven, when the towers came down, he was in, getting ready to go to real estate school, and it turned out to be the best buying opportunity, probably bar none, in the in the whole millennial. And this is shaping up. This is another one. This is it, right? You when you go back and you look at none of it makes sense. Right, stocks at all-time highs with record high valuations. There's no volatility, and all of these things that that don't happen very often. And of course, there's no bubble, and they tell you all the reasons why. It's just nonsense. And today, we got a little clarity from a guy who normally is a homer. And what I mean by that is, I've listened to Dick Bovey for 14 years, because he's been on the idiot box that long. He's actually one of the older guys. So I got respect for him because he's been around. And they were talking about the banks, because that's what he does. And what type of position are they in? And this is going to be indicative of what we have to look forward to as far as the rest of 2017, 2018, 2019, 2020. When you look at, I've been making the argument that they didn't fix anything, right? That's the argument that I've made. I said that they covered it up, right? They wet the bed, and they put a bunch of newspapers over it and pretended like they fixed it. Today, Dick Bovey came out talking about the banks 
And I want you to pay attention, particularly what he had to say about what the real earnings look like and how far back he goes, because I think it really is. It just it brings home my point, and I think sometimes it's better to you when you hear it from somebody else. Ramon, let's play Dick Bovet. Welcome to Trading Nation, folks. I'm Eric Chemi. Today we're joined by legendary bank analyst Dick Bove. He's here to talk to us about the upcoming bank earnings this week. Now, Dick, I want to get right into it. Are these bank stocks moving higher because of momentum or because of fundamentals? Oh, I think it's very definitely momentum because the fundamentals are not that strong. In other words, if you go through the different products that the banks sell, just about every one of them are flat to lower in growth. Uh, than they've been for at least a couple of years. So it's not fundamentals which are driving these stocks at the moment. So do you think it's just a matter of when, when these things come crashing down, if it's going to be momentum, but it doesn't have the fundamentals to back it up? Well, if if we don't get uh, some event in the economy or in politics or somewhere that is going to create more loan volume and better margins for the banks, then yes, they will come crashing down. And I think that the risk in these stocks is, is very high at the present time, but I think you just have to go with the flow at the moment. Okay, so let's focus more specifically on earnings this week. Is there a company or two that sticks out to you in terms of, this is a company that I think is going to overperform or underperform, just something on the extremes? Well, I don't think that any of the biggest banks are going to overperform. I think uh, there are companies like PNC Financial that uh, should have you know, relatively strong earnings, um, in fact, very strong earnings. I think uh, First Republic, which is another regional bank, should do really well. But if you're looking at the, you know, the stocks that people usually look, look at, Bank of America, Citigroup, you know, Wells Fargo, uh, J.P. Morgan, I don't think any of those companies are going to surprise you with very strong earnings right here. You've got a sell rating on Wells Fargo. Do you think they've got any chance to do something to change your mind and maybe get them back to a neutral or a buy? Well, I mean, what generally uh, I look at is what are you selling? You know, in other words, even though it's a bank and people don't like to think about do they sell their products or not, you know, I think it, it is still the key to the company. And at the moment, you know, this company has now gone something like uh, seven years without showing any improve, uh, improvement in their operating profit. In other words, they've reduced their loan loss reserves by $20 billion, and that's caused their reported earnings to be up. But if you look at their operating earnings, they're down. They're down from where they were seven years ago. And, and the reason is because they're just not selling things at higher margins. And that's what they have to do to get the stock, in my view, to turn around. What about your thoughts on Goldman Sachs? I don't get the sense you love them either. No, unfortunately, I think that they uh, missed the boat totally in terms of the changes that have occurred in the, uh, if you will, trading area. In other words, we've seen this massive shift in which money is pouring out of actively managed funds. In the last 12 months, something like $300 billion has been pulled out of actively managed funds, and that money has gone into you know, passive funds and into ETFs. In fact, $400 billion went into passive funds and ETFs. Now, if Goldman had set its business to benefit from where the money was going, I don't think it would be in as much trouble earnings-wise as it is right now, but it didn't do that. It waited for the old-time religion, you know, the, the actively managed funds to come back, and they haven't come back. So Goldman has, reposition, has not repositioned itself the way it should have, and I, 
you know, it is the worst performing of the six big banks in the United States. It is earning less money now than it did 10 years ago. I just don't understand the mystique of Goldman. I wouldn't own it. So then let's just talk briefly about this one main financial cell. I mean, I get, I get the sense that, you know, maybe it's not a good thing. You know, usually you think about M&A as a good thing for the market. This one may not be good because it just, they might not have performing loans right now. Does that suggest to you that subprime, as it might affect some of the bigger banks, could also be a negative sign for them too? Yeah, absolutely true. I mean, you're right on, right on target, right? In other words, one main is selling, in my view, because there's been an erosion in the loan quality in the subprime markets. And even though the big banks claim that they don't do subprime anymore, they do. And the way they do it is they've backed into it by providing funding for companies like the Lending Club or On Deck Capital. Uh, and as a result of that, they're one step away from direct impact in the subprime market, but they're back in there. And I think that you'll see in certain consumer areas, such as credit cards and auto loans, you will see you know, an erosion in loan quality. And I think ultimately you're going to see an erosion in loan quality in commercial real estate also. So I think the outlook, you know, again, uh, from a fundamental standpoint, is not exciting, not positive, but the market doesn't care. Dick Beauvais today, and you think about what he had to say, talking about loan quality. And really, did he miss anything? Right? Talked about auto loads, right? Commercial real estate, and talked about subprime again, and and how the these companies pretend that they don't, that they're not doing it anymore. And then he just said, "Well, you know what they did is." Somebody created a, a company and they funnel all the money through that company so they can say that they don't do it, but they really do. That at the end of the day, when you follow the money, it all ends up at the at the feet of these big banks. Then he talked about earnings, right, and talked about real earnings, right. All was the banks did. And here's what the Federal Reserve allowed them to do, is they took their loan loss provisions, right, and lowered them. How did they get to do that? Because the Federal Reserve bought them, right? They put a big blanket over it and said, hey, voila, presto, everything's good again. And that when you look at these banks and what they're really earning, they're making less money today than they were before the crisis hit. Things are actually worse. And this is the argument that I've been telling you. And, and, and it's something where when you think about where, where, what happens next and you think about the rally, and he talked about fundamentals. And he said, there's no fundamentals here talking about stock prices. There's no fundamentals, at least in his area, right? Talking about the banking stock. And then I, I told you about Walmart today. Walmart's going to take $20 billion and buy back their own stock. Listen, they can, right? It's their money. They can do as they see fit. Where did it come from? And, and here's where things got really interesting, because I started digging into it. The world's largest retailer continuing now to scale back on stores, right? So here, here's what they're doing because 
Uh, give you an example. In 2016, Walmart opened 230 stores in the United States. And I was like, wow, that's a lot of stores. You know what they're going to do next year? 25. So what does that really tell you? How good are things really when Walmart, in the span of a couple of years, goes from opening 230 stores to 25? So what did they do with all the money they saved? Well, they bought back their own stock. And again, then I like and God, I go back and right. You got to connect all these dots. Dick Bovey warned, and it's funny he's warning now, right? Of course, I've been warning you for a year now that what's going to happen with the commercial real estate market. And today he's like, well, you know what? There's probably going to be some bad loans. In other words, what he really, really what he was trying to say more simply is that the loan loss provisions from these mega banks are going to have to rise again. And then then what you're left with is dealing with what are real earnings, and the real earnings just aren't very good. We're going to talk about the real estate market in the Empire State when we return. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. Mrs. Schlafly was a courageous and articulate voice for traditional values and common sense for more than 70 years. Now, from the Phyllis Schlafly Center Studios, here's Ryan Haidt. In April 1990, the Berlin Wall was torn down, allowing East Germans to travel to their family, friends, and countrymen in the West for the first time since 1961. This wall, which served as the preeminent icon of communist oppression, was not strong enough to withstand the resistance of the oppressed people who longed for freedom. Phyllis Schlafly dedicated many long hours to the fight against communism, both abroad and right here in America. When the wall finally fell, she published a great I Told You So in her April 1990 Phyllis Schlafly report for the entire world to see that conservatives had it right when they said freedom will prevail against communist tyranny. She wanted to remind us of communist atrocities so we would never forget the threat that communist ideology poses to humankind. She recognized that the communist threat was far from over. Indeed, today's headlines prove that to be true. Although communists painted themselves as the inevitable wave of the future, Phyllis was proud to proclaim in the victorious year of 1990 that this communist myth was finally exposed for the lie it always was. It became obvious to all that communism and socialism are bankrupt. They have failed politically and economically. History is now clearly on the side of freedom from government, and the aging commissars of communism are falling into the dustbins of history. For the free people that will remain vigilant, the principles of communism and socialism stand no chance. Phyllis was wise to point out the rightness of conservatives on the communist threat because the fight against communists is more than a so-called McCarthyistic witch hunt. It is a fight to protect the rights and lives of millions against an objectively evil force. If we are to stop the open call for socialism that has been manifesting in America, we must look to our history. 
from the failure of Chairman Mao's great leap forward to the victory of the United States in the space race to the fall of the Berlin Wall, it is clear to see that history is on the side of freedom. This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. In 2016, the conservative movement lost one of our strongest leaders, but Mrs. Schlafly's work and her voice continue through this radio program, our work in Washington, and the influence you have in your own community. Be part of that legacy at phyllisschlafly.com. We encourage you to bookmark phyllisschlafly.com. And join us again for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. Welcome back. Patriot Radio News Hour. $20 Libs, $20 Saints, 13 and a quarter. Uh, and really, when you think about uh, what gold's been doing, you know, quietly. You know, gold, just not even two years ago, just that December of 2015, it was 1050 
syndicated deals in, in which their respective employers would will retain no risk, by the way. Probably just, you know, more about the commercial real estate market than those who count themselves among the list of former prospective buyers, right? You know, and here you are, we got the same thing, these kids with their MBAs and what have you. It does seem odd that the commercial real estate market in New York City is collapsing. At the same time, residential foreclosures are surging to levels not seen since 2009. Foreclosures across New York City surged 79% in the third quarter of this year. You didn't see that anywhere. It remains at the highest levels since the Great Recession All five uh, boroughs of New York City, that's Manhattan, the Bronx, Brooklyn, Queens, Staten Island, all posted increases year over year. Staten Island, the Bronx, and Brooklyn, where, you know, the large majority, you know, you kind of separate Manhattan, Manhattan, kind of the financial sector. The other four boroughs, that's where people live. The number skyrocketed 264% in Staten Island, 145% in the Bronx, and 118% in Brooklyn. And by the way, Queens, by the way, they were already the highest going in. Uh, They only chalked up about a 40% increase. Then when it goes on, it says a record high numbers of homes were scheduled for auction in Q3 of 2017, representing a 145% increase from just a year ago. And, uh, and you start thinking about really what's happening. And right, they talk about all the all all the puff and the make-believe and the unicorns and all of the these values. Well, you know, interest rates are low, so it's okay for these values to be where they are. No, it's not. You can't have the, you can't have your cake and eat it too, right? You can't have it both ways. We cannot have housing foreclosures rising again. Again, I'll go back to Bove. What did he say? They're rising again. Home loan defaults, auto loan defaults, commercial real estate defaults, you go credit card defaults, student loans. And student loans, by the way, non-payment of student loans rose to a new record. Well, they're all records. Who cares? And and you're looking at numbers. I mean, this isn't up a few. You're talking about hundreds of percent. And then you start thinking about how all of these things happened. Remember the last time. Oh, it was just a a subprime crisis. And and it was a little frothy, and it's contained. And then you went went to all the the boom states. You went to Florida, and you went to Arizona and California, right, New York, right? And And this is where they start. 
so it starts in places like New York. It starts in places like California or Arizona or Florida, Texas. And it spreads like a cancer. And then they try to tell us that they fixed it. And all these banks talk about how they're not in these subprime and they're not into these funny loans anymore. And then Dick Bovey today said, well, you know what? Here's what they did. You know, they, I'm not saying that the bank created them, but somebody created these companies. And all the banks give that company money to do all of these loans all over again. And at the end of the day, they're doing all of the same things. And again, and I'll say it again and again and again and again until you get it through your head. They didn't fix anything. They've actually made it more dangerous because the debt bubble's even bigger. That's why you got to get prepared. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back after the break. 800-951-0592. That is our toll-free number. And it's so simple. And, and that's the thing. It, it, it's not complicated. You know, we tell the story all the time when people buy gold, especially if you've never bought it before, you have this horrible misconception, right? <laughs> that the there's big gold bricks and all, and all of these things and a million. You know what? Probably, I've never tried it. I would love to see how much gold would fit into a shoebox. I know it's in the millions. My guess is you could probably fit five, maybe ten. It could be even upwards of twenty million dollars of gold in a shoebox. That's how portable it is. You know, people think about, hey, I'm going to buy, you know, twenty thousand or fifty thousand or five thousand dollars worth of gold. Have that in your pocket. I tell people all the time, you know, they come in and they're buying a hundred thousand dollars worth of gold, which is a lot. It's a lot of money. Absolutely, it is. You know, your wife could walk around walk around with that in her purse. No one would even know it. Now, $100,000 worth of silver, that's a different story. Right? You'd be, you'd be dealing with about 420 pounds of silver, and it'd be, you know, a, a figure 10 shoeboxes stacked on top of one another tall. It weighed 420 pounds. But, but gold is so portable. You know, you think about Puerto Rico. I, I brought that up. Right? No one has power there. Generators is what it is that is making the world go round in Puerto Rico. You can't buy one. Right? They don't have cash available. If you had gold, I guarantee you the people that had some gold in Puerto Rico, they got a generator. You think I'm kidding? You all know it. Right? Then you think about all of the things that are really, really happening. Not the fake news, right? I want to believe, we all want to believe, you know, watching Donald Trump's Twitter is great. It makes me laugh. Is that going to fix our problem? Absolutely not. And you think about Wall Street. Right, and all they do is they talk about 
interest rates being so low for the reason why things can be out of whack. That's not a reason. Interest rates are so low because it's broken, because they wet the bed and they covered it up with newspaper. And they got the average idiot out there to actually believe them. The great jobs miracle that they talk about ad infinitum, again, this is the third straight year where job growth is less than the year before. Those are facts. They're not mine. That's the real data. And now we find out, guess what? Just like we thought, foreclosures are back again. They're back here in Arizona, too. Back with a vengeance. How about this out of Illinois? Illinois, we talk about it, they're so broke. So they had an article where Illinois now, they, they don't even know how many unpaid bills that they have. At first, they said that they had $7.5 billion of unpaid bills. But then they went and dug around. Right? I guess, I don't know, they went through the piles on the comptroller's desk over at the, the state of Illinois and now say the unpaid bills is more than $16 billion. And then they said, but there's a problem. Because it actually may be a lot worse than that because a lot of the agencies already know that the state is so far behind that they haven't even bothered to submit for payment. And that Illinois, the senators wanted to come up with a system. They wanted to say, hey, let's stop the guessing. And let's figure out exactly how much we owe. Okay, so that was the legislation. Essentially, hey, we want a spreadsheet from the comptroller of the state of Illinois that lists all the unpaid bills. All the ones that haven't been submitted yet, plus all the ones they already know about, and how old they are, and who they owe them to. You know, an audit. The, the, the governor vetoed the bill. But he vetoed it for a reason that I had never heard of before. He said, well, I only vetoed it for one reason. He goes, we don't have the money to to but get, develop the system, right? They'd have to buy some software or have hire some experts from IBM or whoever to come in there and, and be able to figure it out, right? They'd probably have to spend a couple hundred million dollars at least, right? You know how that works. Hey, we're so broke. We can't even afford to pay for that information. And then they said in the in the article, this was, by the way, uh, this was, I don't want to be, out of Springfield itself. They say that their pensions are now $200 billion underfunded. And I want you to really, really think long and hard right now at $1,325 gold and why you wouldn't be buying it. Ask yourself, 10 years from today, the national debt's going to be what? 
somewhere close close to forty trillion. Illinois, not the only, will probably have had at least at least five, maybe ten states states file for bankruptcy. But don't worry, we'll be at an all-time high. Patriot Radio News Hour, final segment coming up on a Tuesday. Final segment on this Tuesday. Fired up today. Listen, $1,325 gold is it's like stealing. Uh, quick look here at the markets. Gold's up nine, $9 and change, $1,291. Silver's up uh, $0.24, $17.22. The Dow is up 45 points. Remember, that's Walmart. Walmart made a big announcement today. We're going to stop opening stores, and we're going to buy back stock instead, because that's how good the economy is. You know, maybe they'll start doing the Paradise Valley Mall and Casino. Right? They'll make a big casino, and they'll have, like, a tourist attraction in the mall, and they'll just take a part of the mall. It'll just be empty like it was. It's already empty, but now they'll charge you to walk around the empty mall. They'll, They'll have, like, a... Like, instead of the train where they put the little kitties on, right, they'll have a big boy train and all the adults, and you'll pay 20 bucks to ride it, and they'll have a guy with a Bobby Brown headset on, and he, he'll be telling you about how you're back in the old days. Americans used to go to these places and buy stuff. But now, nobody has any money anymore, so they couldn't buy it anymore. So they all close down. Maybe they'll turn them Udos, right? We can make them huge homeless shelters and all of that stuff and, and just have a grand old time. And, you know, you, you, you think about, and I go back to, you know, when Eric was talking, when we talked about 9-11, but is it going to be North Korea this time? Because you know these things work that way. What I've been reading, and I don't know, you know, I I trust the Japanese. I don't know why, but they seem to have this right. The next launch from North Korea is going to be another one of those ICBMs where it goes way up into the atmosphere, right? It's got to go, I don't know, 2,000 miles in the air or something to reach the U.S. But this time they're actually going to have a nuclear warhead on it and have it land somewhere in the ocean and blow up. I hope that's not true. Because at that point, then what do you do? 800-951-0592. That's why, you, you know what, it's a hitch. Just in case. right? Just in case that happens, you're going to be glad that you had some. Just in case Dick Beauvais is right. And he says, hey, listen, none of these banks are in very good shape. Right? When's the last time you heard somebody say how bad Goldman Sachs is? And then remember what I've been telling you all along. They didn't fix anything. And now, ten years later, all of the same problems are happening again. And again, they're trying to ignore it. Ah, it's just, you know, it's just the bad balls that are empty, right? Yeah, okay. The problem is, there's hundreds of thousands of bad balls. Right? And that's, it would be fine, yeah, it's just the bad ones. problem is, the bad ones are about half the balls in the country. Right? Then you think 
about foreclosures in New York City. They're not up 5 or 10%. That'd be bad. Right? 20 to 30% could be trouble. Anywhere from 100 to 250%, depending on the borough. You know, it's time to call Patriots. 800-951-0592. U.S. $20 libs and state at 13 and a quarter. Everybody take care. Enjoy the rest of your day. Seriously, it's a beautiful day out there. But before you enjoy it, make sure you call and get yourself some wealth insurance. 